If somebody is asking where is God, if you come here, I will find him. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. Thank God for the visitation of January. Thank God for Christ's faith tabernacle. The testimonies you had on Friday were, were, they were wonderful. Thank God for what God has been doing among us. For the arm of God is not too short to deliver. Thank God for the success you have given to us on our missions. Our first mission to Greece in January. Give God the praise for the success of it. Our mission to the Republic of Ireland in February. Ennis and, and Dublin and Limerick. Give God the praise for it. The landslide victory of Agege Stadium in Lagos in the month of March, where we saw a hard-hearted Muslim converted to Jesus Christ. Give God the praise for what God did in Birmingham in April. Every month has his own take. <clears throat> Father, we bless your holy name. Thank God for people who have been healed in this church from January till now. For yourself, for the word of knowledge ministry that God has given us in this place, accurate and timely. Thank God for the revelation and illumination of mind that he has given to us in this house. We gather, we hear God, and we speak, and they come to pass. Not evil, but God's plans for the whole world. Give God the praise and honor and glory for counting you worthy to be a part of this family. What about testimonies in the lives of people? Testimonies of increase of promotion? Testimonies of miraculous manifestations and power? Thank God for everything that He had done. Our God and our King will bless your name. We glorify thee, Jehovah. That men will praise the Lord. Thank God for those, the new members of Christ with Tabernacle, people who have joined us from January up to now. When we have met your pastor, the testimonies of their mouth are amazing. Give God the praise and honor and glory. What about what God did for you? He had promoted some of us, He had increased our earning capacity as He promised us. He has surprised us with knowledge, giving us success in our examinations, excelling in everything. He had not allowed the devil to laugh at us. We are not a laughing stock. We are a thing to be celebrated for the glory of heaven upon Christ with Tabernacle. He blessed the works of our hands. He blessed our bodies. God did not allow the enemy to sniff us up in our dreams. When we are asleep, he is on the guard. When we are awake, he is on the watch. He gave his angels charge over us. We worship you, our God. There is no impossible mission in Christ with Tabernacle. Thank God for India, CFT India. What God has been doing in the Himalayas mountains. Through Christ with Tabernacle in Oriche. In, in Chandaga. Give God the praise for CFT India. Thank God for CFT Republic of Benin. <coughs> the place that was called the land of voodoo. Until then the, the light has dawned. For the miracles of healing and manifestation of God's power. In CFT Nigeria, give God the praise and honor and glory for lifting up the arm of God's people. Father, we bless you, bless you, bless you, bless you, bless you, bless you. Let us thank God for giving us knowledge. Daniel chapter 1 verse 17. He says those three young men, God gave knowledge of the letters of Babylon. 
Let us thank God for the knowledge of academics that He has given to us. Knowledge of business He has given to us. Knowledge to succeed in our businesses, in our studies. Many of our children are coming out with first class in their education. Father, we bless your name. You are the one who gives success. Thank God who has promoted Christ with Tabernacle. God has made us an envy of nations. God has made us an envy of nations. For the hand of God upon our clergy, protecting them step by step, guarding their hearts and minds. <laughs> the hand of God over our family. Give God the praise and honor and glory. The God who has not given us to enemy to destroy. Thank God for marriages in this church. For the manifestation of the power of the most high of marriages. Father, we bless your holy name. We exalt and magnify your holy name. Father, we praise you, we praise you, we praise you, we praise you, we praise you. Thank God for the provision He had given to us, the honor He had given us in our workplaces, the honor God has given us among the government of this world. The God who makes us see with kings and nobles and rulers. The one who made a way for us where there is no way. We exalt you, O God. God did not allow his investment over us to be ruined. The Lord said to my Lord, sit down at my right hand. God had made all the enemies of Christ with tabernacle the footstool of our feet. <clears throat> Father, we thank you that angels celebrate us, but Satan mourn of us. We are, among, among the, we are not among those that Satan celebrates. You have made the delight of our young ones and our old ones to be in the Lord. And in your delight we meditate day and night. It is your grace and mercy to know you the only true God and to recognize to come and pray to you. Father, at such a time as this, the beginning of our morn, we are not somewhere dancing, celebrating and partying. We are right in the presence of the Most High God. Yea, our God and King, it is the wisdom of heaven. What a wonderful wisdom of God. <clears throat> we worship and magnify thee. We worship and magnify thee. Now begin to pray that the, the Holy Spirit of God will lay hands upon you. That everything you speak today will be out of the Spirit. The Bible says we do not know how to pray as we ought to. Pray and say, Holy Spirit, teach me, teach me, teach me, teach me, teach me, teach me. Pray through me tonight, pray through me tonight. Holy Spirit, I surrender myself to you. Take control of my thoughts. Take control of my mouth, my heart and mind. Holy Spirit of God, direct me in all the things I will pray this week, this day. Tell the Lord I am here as your vessel. I am here as your oracle. Tonight I am your oracle. Use my lips, O oh God. Use my lips, O oh God. Use my mind, O oh God. Use my lips, O oh God. Use my mind, O oh God. Let the angel take the coal of fire from the altar. Put in my lips. 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 Fire of God. Fire of God. Fire of God. Call from the altar of God. Come upon my lips. Come upon my lips. Come upon my lips. I speak now not but man. Not as man but as oracle. I speak now not by man but by oracle of God. I speak no more as a human. I speak as an oracle. As God's own oracle. I declare the council of heaven. I declare the authority of the Father. I declare the glory of his kingdom. And I declare the 
expression of the will of the Father all over the world. I enter into Christ in God and all of the love to man him. I speak, I see. I receive the sight of the eagles. I receive the unction of the prophets. The power of discernment. Begin to make declaration. I receive the word of knowledge to understand. I receive the word of wisdom to enter into God's mystery. <coughs> I receive open vision from heaven as we declare the counsel of God at this hour. Lord, we receive power of healing. We receive power to heal. We receive power of healing. We receive power to heal. We receive power of healing. In our body and power to heal those who are sick. It is the beginning of the month of, of five. Five is the number of grace. We enter into the grace of God. We enter into the grace of God. Begin to make declaration. I enter into the grace of God. I enter into the grace of heaven. I enter into the favor of God. I enter into the power of God. I enter into the mercy of God. It is the number five. The month of May. It is the month of transformation. Begin to make declaration. My heart is transformed in this month. My lips is transformed. My, my mouth is transformed. My mind is transformed. My body transformed. My marriage transformed. My business transformed. My knowledge transformed. My brain transformed. My intelligence transformed. My ability transformed. Everything about me is transformed. It is the month of transformation. Oh Lord. Give you the praise and honor and glory. Give you the praise and honor and glory. King of heaven. Benda Beromba Soberende Bobasumba. Me pregede bonga bose paragede bosa. For flesh give out of flesh and spirit give out of spirits. Let a drizzle of heaven fall upon every member of CFT globally. Lord, 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 now. Utterance from heaven. Yes, everyone. Mara Bariboso Toy Malibori Malidon Dasaria. Yes, Sovereign Lord. <clears throat> Thank you, Father God. In Jesus' anointed name, we are praying. You know, if you look at our calendar, God told us this month will be the month of transformation. I wish that um, the, the, the 
prophetic that God was given in Nigeria on Sunday was recorded and sent to you. This house, by zero hour of this morning, transited into new dimension. This is what the Sovereign Lord said to me. If you look at, in your calendar, I think I will say to the uh, projector team to take the, the calendar PDF, so that any time we talk about calendar, you can put that page on. You can get it from Dickin Charles. If you look at the calendar, on the first page, prayer for the month. It says, pray for the government of Great Britain. God told us in January that this church, when you reach the month of May, your first prayer, pray for the government of Great Britain that the Lord will visit them and influence their decisions in this momentous time. When God says momentous time will come upon the British government in May, in this church, we wrote it down. We printed it since last year and it's in your hands. Now, let me say this to you. When we looked at this, it doesn't look to some of you as prophetic. But the government of this country have never had a momentous time in their existence from the day this nation was, was built till today. This month is the most momentous time of this government. And God knew it and he spoke to us from January that when we get to the month of May, it will be a, sac- a situation will come upon this government that they will need serious prayer. And it says to Christ, Banaku, pray for them. You remember on the same time, God said, pray for Theresa May for the month of, uh, I think, June and September. Uh, what month is this? September. And two months. Go and get me the, the, the videos of those prophecies. Those of you in that section. Whenever I speak and prophetic come out, kill it, digitize it instantly and drop it into the bin called prophetic. Because you see, when God gives prophecy, for, he gives it for many reasons. One of the reasons is that, Deuteronomy 29, 29 says, things that are hidden belong to God, but things will be belong to us and our children. So God gives prophecy for you, notice, and your children, notice. What happened is that, when people take prophecy to heart, then they prosper in the midst. When people don't take prophecy to heart, the season will go and nothing will happen to them in prosperity. Because believing God, you shall be established. But he said, believing prophets to prosper. You believe in prophet, you prosper. So the word of God you have received establishes you. But when time comes for prosperity, God will speak through the mouth of prophets. And when you believe in the prophecy, then that will bring the establishment of prosperity. That is the word of God. It is the written word of God that is irrevocable. God said to this church, pray for the government of Great Britain in the month of May. That the Lord will visit them and influence their decision in this momentous time. This is not a prayer we just went to do when after our prime minister decided to call election. Nobody could ever dream that the Prime Minister of England, who publicly said, I will not call election, will call election. It never happened. That is not her. 
is the hand of God. Because she had told her own will that I will not call election till 2018, he called, she called it. But here are we. She just came out of the blue, announced election. All right? So we're going to pray for this government. And when I say government, I mean everybody that is in rulership in Britain. Either the prime minister from the prime minister who is the head of all the ministers, the house of parliaments which constitutes the, you know, the parliamentary power, people who take decision over us. What does people decide? Either you like it or not, you must obey. We pray for the house of lords who are like the checkers to check, to make sure that what the parliament is saying is really in line with law and with dignity of humanity. We are going to pray for all the subsidiaries which are councils, all those who are councillors, mayors, you know, they are the ones who govern the council, directors of various council or government organization, all the registration bodies, the council of medical practitioners, the council of nursing practitioners, the council of engineering, the council of uh, architecture, the council of, uh, you know, all these other councils who set regulations to certify professionals. They are all in, in the governance of this country under the, the uh, rulership of this country because they will receive the primary governance and they will now interpret it into secondary governance which is binding on you who is a professional they determine your future either good or bad but they got the authority from the house of parliament this is how government works we're going to pray for them i said this because some of us you know might not have the knowledge of this structure but for you to be able to know where to pray to so we'll pray all around into all these areas okay the prayer i want to pray for them is very simple First Timothy chapter 2, verse 1. It says, I urge you, first of all, that request prayers, intercession, and thanksgiving be made for everybody. It says, for kings and all those in authority. Uh, the king, the mention here, is talking about the head of the government, which is prime minister or president of other nations. And then it says that they may live peaceful and quiet lives. And in all godliness and holiness. This has nothing to do with whether they are born again or not born again. They have to live godly life and to live in holiness. And say this is good and pleasant to God, our Savior, who wants all men to be saved. So we're going to pray for them. Grant peace. Grant the power to be godly to all who are in rulership. Take control of their lips influence their thinking influence every decision especially this time that we are talking about election of government shall we just begin to pray from theresa may to the committee that work with her all the ministers cabinet ministers that work with her even at this time that she will have to select for the new government that will come if she comes in that the lord will guard their, her heart and her mind and that the Lord will guard her decisions. All members of parliament who are now. And those who will be elected in the new government coming next month. 
that the Holy Spirit will influence their heart and mind. Let us pray that God will influence the mind of the voters. Voters will not vote according to party. They will not vote according to the eloquence of anybody. When they get to that box, whoever God ordained is the person that they should give the vote to. That God will override the mind of members of this country, people of this country, by His mercy, that we will vote the right person. We will not vote the wrong person. Oh, Lord, our King, we pray in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Let us ask God, help us, O oh God. We pray for peace among them. We pray for quiet spirit, godliness, and holiness. <coughs> oh, sovereign Lord, enable us, Lord Jesus Christ, to make the right choice in the election coming. Let us pray against every distraction that Satan will never be able to distract their minds. But that they will all walk according to the sovereign plans of the Father. We prophesy, O God, into the authority, the government of Great Britain. Influence their mind, O God. Have mercy. Stretch out your mighty hand into the midst of them. Choose for us a new prime minister. Somebody that will do the will of God only. Somebody who will obey the Holy Spirit only. Lift up the hand of that person in this nation. Whoever the person may be, we have no allegiance to any party. That will be done in England as it is in heaven. Thy will be done in England as it is in heaven. Father, we pray thee, O God. We pray thee, O God. Thank you, Father God. In Jesus' anointed name we are prayed. Please let's be seated. Choir, please be seated. Put your hands together for the best choir on earth. I miss all of you for a few hours I traveled. Amen. Look at my angels going. My oh my. Welcome me back home. At least, when lizard fall from the top of a tree, and he fell busa, and he looked around that nobody is laughing at him, he will praise himself by nothing. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. 
You know, I'm so glad to be with you, but I will say to you that throughout all your meetings, I was with you. I was watching you live from Nigeria. And I was praying with you on Friday, especially when you went through all the prayers as the Lord was leading the leadership. I was following and I was praying with you, mommy and I. But you know, the issue is that when I listen, I told you whenever anybody is said to come and lead prayer, the greatest mistake you can do as a mortal man is to contempt the person, even if it's a 10-year-old child. When in my microphone, it's no more that boy, he is God's oracle. If you contempt the person because of who you think they are, you will miss the God that is invisible who speaks forever and ever. So you members of CFT must know the secret of the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is a coded kingdom that is coded with uh, a lot of rules and regulations. On this trip I went to Nigeria, the Lord told me two things. In the plane when I was going, I was thinking about the predicament of Nigeria. And can Nigeria be delivered? And the Lord told me two things. Yes, for Nigeria, He told me one thing that is also going to be in England and is going to help us in other parts of the world. The first thing He told me is that um, <clears throat> the principles who are involved in rulership of countries, number one, are the governments. Number one. Then following them is the judiciary. The lawmakers in the government, the judiciary, are the one who interpret what that law means. Government don't know what the law means. Government will write a law, but when it comes to the crunch, it is the judges who tell the government that what you wrote, this is what it means. It may not be what you intend. And what the judges say is final. But above the two of them are the spiritual authority. Are you with me now? Where the spiritual authority derails, there is nothing the government can do or the judiciary, they will fail. Any nation where the spiritual authority are derailed, you can guarantee people will suffer. And for Nigeria, that is the problem there. But when I was going, the Lord told me, therefore, to do something which I will begin to do from uh, this month of May. The first thing he told me is to set up a Christian Lawyers Fellowship that will target educating lawyers <coughs> from their inception in the secondary school in the university to their practice and to all the judges on the jurisprudence of God. And the Lord told me to write a book on the status of God. That is the statutory legislations of God. We're going to be looking at what is law in the Bible. And God reminded me that there are a few number of areas of law that you study criminal law, trust law, and all the laws, where as long as you are studying the court Bible as the source of that law. Every law student all over the world, whether you are a Muslim or Christian or Hindu, you will read Bible in law. Normal law, because some of those laws came, most of them came from the scriptures. So the Lord told me that that will help to educate young lawyers about their responsibility before God and when they die, how God will judge lawyers more, especially judges. 
than he will judge ordinary man. Then God told me also to, to that will help in the area of sanity of that. Then the Lord told me also to <clears throat> begin to write down for next year. This church will be launched out like a rocket in 2018. Nations will begin to cry for you to come. And authorities of nations will begin to ask that we should send them people who can educate and help them in solving problems of nations. Because in this house, God will raise men and women in all ramifications that can solve every problem of nations and governments in the world. And so the Lord told me to start to do a writing that will help the governments of nations, which will be what they need, but based on the scriptures. And God told me to start to write concerning the church of God, so that Christians on earth can have true knowledge of God. Because it's a thing for Christians to serve God with all their strength, but yet God don't know them. The same thing happened to other worshippers. You know other worshippers, they serve their God. They believe is the God who made the heavens and earth. To the place where they even wound themselves for God. They bleed for God. They fast for God. They kill themselves for God. But yet, God doesn't know them. So in the church of God today, there are so many zealots. People who are very, very zealous about God. But yet, they don't know God. Neither does God know them. So we have an obligation as a church to bring out... The word of God, as written by the Father, just as it is. So that those who want to learn, who belong to heaven, all over the world, but who have been locked up in lies, they will read the simple text, and they will connect back to God. Satan thought he has the church of God on his neck, to strangulate it upon the earth. I believe, and I'm convinced, that God raised Christ with tabernacle. As a standard in this age to bring the church of God back to the line. That is, we believe if God says it, that settles it. We do not believe in philosophizing what God has simply written or making a lot of complication from what God already had simplified. So that many people, because the heart of human beings, human beings are very, very complicated. You know, we love, we love hard work, which is good. We love, you know, complicated things that we can begin to put our brain into action. So that our brain can begin to decipher and think and all stuff like that. But you see, grace is not so. Grace is just opposite. It. Grace is everything contrary to what human being will be. Grace is that you are passed before you sit an examination. But humans have to sit examination, read and write and do all what before they can pass. But grace says that no, somebody sat the test for you, but he had earned you the pass mark. And so human beings cannot understand that. So this church have a, uh, a duty to put together a companion for the church of God on earth. Especially to cover very many areas where people of God need to be free. Now, having said that, I will begin to see, teach you this. I will just, I'll teach you just briefly and then tomorrow another brief 30 minutes and then we move. The gospel of Jesus Christ is based on four pillars. 
Write it down. The gospel of Jesus is based upon four pillars. Four pillars. The Lord spoke to me when I was coming in the car today from the airport. And that's what I'm telling you. And those four pillars are seen in the book of Luke chapter 9. It says, when Jesus had called the twelve together, verse 1, he gave them power and authority to drive out all demons and to cure diseases. The King James Version says, Then he called the twelve disciples together and gave them power and authority over all devils and to cure diseases. Now, if you look at it, therefore, he went further to say, verse 2, I'm reading the NIV, And he sent them out to preach the kingdom. Number one pillar is to preach the kingdom. Number two, to heal the sick. And number three, to cast out devil. Preach the kingdom, heal the sick, cast out all devils and number four is to make disciples that is convert human beings to Jesus Christ preach the kingdom and that's number four you'll find that in Matthew 28 from verse 18 to 20 the first thing pillar of the kingdom of God is to preach the kingdom. Go tell somebody about Jesus. That's the first thing. And many Christians feel in this daily. It is for you that every day, if you don't tell someone about Jesus, you shouldn't sleep. That is what it is. Every Christian is called by God for one business, primary business, preach the kingdom. Forget about all the... Um, you know, uh, some of you might have stumbled across that. All the teachings some people make about kingdom, forget it. <laughs> kingdom is Jesus. That's it. Because it says, if I cast out devils, you know, with the finger of God, then the kingdom of God, who is me, Jesus says, I've come upon you. So the kingdom of God is Jesus Christ. Preach Jesus so that people can know who he is. People can know what he is. Can I help you understand something? In preaching Jesus, do not compare him with any, any religion or anybody else. Don't want to talk about Jesus and be talking about Buddha. Live, live every other book. Just talk about him. The woman of Samaria said, I met a man who told me all my life just about that man and the whole city was saved. There is power in preaching Jesus. There is no power in any other name. I with me now. When we preach Jesus, we do not have power. No man on earth has the power to convert the heart of a man. The Bible tells you that. No man has the power. If anybody tells you that he has power over the mind of a man, he's a foolish man. 
Okay? But every man is given the ability to inform other people. But it is the Holy Spirit, that is this Christian doctrine, that convict man of sin, of judgment, and of righteousness. So the person you speak to, if the Holy Spirit does not convict him, he will not accept Jesus. So you have nothing to argue about. You don't have to make people born again. No, you don't. There is no way the Bible tells you to do that. He told you to go and inform them. It is the Holy Spirit that will convert those who are already right for salvation. I would together now. Because some of us in Christianity, sometimes we think that we are the ones who have to change people. You can't change anybody. You yourself, you are still going through changes. Every man that breathes in his nursery has not been fully changed. We are all going through forms of changes. If anybody tells you that he has been fully changed, he is a liar. When we see him, then we become perfect. Okay? But those of us who have born again have been changed in the heart to Christ. And you to inform them, that's all. So you have nothing to do about their salvation than to inform them. Preach the kingdom. And when you preach the kingdom, the kingdom is Jesus Christ. Remember, the kingdom is Jesus Christ. It's nothing else. It's the kingdom. Jesus is the kingdom. The kingdom is Jesus. And Jesus is the kingdom. Apart from him, there is no kingdom. And he is the only kingdom there is. So, the second thing is, you must heal the sick. That is you. Preach the kingdom. Heal the sick. You must heal the sick. Kingdom message without healing is a useless message. Paul says, the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but it's the power of the Holy Spirit. A preaching of the kingdom without manifestation of healing of the sick, I wonder which kingdom you are speaking about. Because, according to the book of Malachi, Mark, really, chapter 16. Look at the last verse of Mark 16. It says... After the Lord had spoken to them, he was taken up to heaven, and he sat in the right hand. L- let me go from, yes? Yes, that's the one you want to give me. Not from ni- 19, but 19 is good. Go to 20. No, not that. It says, then the disciples went out, isn't it? And did what? Come on our church. They preached where? Where did they preach? Uh-huh. In the office, in the bus, in the tube, in the plane, everywhere, in the market. They preached everywhere. The meaning of that is they inform people everywhere about Jesus. They don't argue with people. They just inform them about this man that they met, who is a good friend of theirs, who has transformed their lives, and he can do that for you. That's what they did. But if you look at the word, it says, and the Lord. Say, and the Lord. Lord. That is your part and the part of God distinct. You testify. He walks. The Lord walked with them and confirmed his word. By what? The signs that accompanied. Do we see that now? So preaching of the gospel without healing is a waste of time. If any one of you go to preach at all, pray for the sick so that God can confirm his word. There is no confirmation that what you are saying is of the God who made heaven and earth unless that God does something that he used to do in the Bible, which no other person did, which is healing. Which is healing. You don't tell the sick that uh, the Lord be with you. 
rebuke the sickness. Lay hands on them and say, be healed in the name of Jesus. Don't go and be sympathizing with somebody on the sick bed. Why are you there? Why did God allow you to go to hospital to go and visit someone on the sick bed? To go and be weeping and be sympathizing with them? No, that's a disgrace to God. Heal the sick, he says. When you tell them about Jesus, the healer, their heart will turn towards him. And then as you speak, your faith will connect with your spirit. You command by the authority of God. And you see miracles happen. Every Christian can do that. And should do that. Number third pillar is cast out all devils. Cast out all devils. Every Christian can cast out demons. Really, to cast out demons is for baby Christians. The Bible says so. In Mark 16, 17, it says these signs will follow those who believe. So once you believe, the signs follow you. So a baby Christian, that's sign follow. That's what the Bible says. Heal the sick, cast out devils. Anybody who can cast demons out, you are still a baby Christian. But you must have it. You must do that. If you look at the church of God over the years, they have made monsters of it. And some people have presented themselves as a superman, and all of them have bunch of liars. They will not go to where they worship idols. They will stay in one place waiting for people to come to them. That is not what Jesus did. He sent them into... They went from village... They went to where which doctors are. They went to their villages. They went to their towns. They went to their houses and their rooms and teach them about Jesus Christ. And then cast demons out of them. Any minister who doesn't do that shouldn't stand before me to say, I am a deliverance minister. I'll tell you, you are not. You are, not, you are an imposter. Somebody who stands in one place waiting for people to come and meet him in church. That's not what Jesus said. He said, go. Go. The fact is that all of you can cast out devils. Therefore, a Christian should not be afraid of devil. Because devils are afraid of you already once they see the blood of Jesus on your forehead. They are so much afraid. Because you can't see them doesn't mean that, you know, they are nothing Demons are nothing. They are nothing to be, ex- to be, to be ex- exalted or to be polished. They are nothing to be ascribed any power. They are totally useless. That is my scripture. And they cannot be more than what the Bible says. It says, heal the sick, cast out all devils. And I am so gl- grateful to God that his Bible says, all devils. So a Christian can cast out every devil, whether they are principality or power, rulers of darkness, which I was awake. Wickedness. It doesn't matter what title they call themselves. You can cast them out. If Lucifer appears, you can bind him and cast him out. And you don't need to. You don't need more screaming to bind Lucifer than to bind an ordinary stupid demon, because it is the name in which you speak that binds them. Understand what I'm telling you. I will gather now. That's why in this house, I take you on mission field. And those of you who have been with me on mission field will know, you, you recognize how it goes. When I see people who, they behave as if they are the principality, I will tell this, the smallest among you to go and deal with that one. Just to help you know that it's useless. It's the head of God, it's the head of the people they are afraid. You rebuke that spirit. When, when I went to do crusade and they, I told them to bring all their charms and their voodoos and spells, it is the members, I told them to go and collect those things from them. 
But unfortunately, some of you went in the second day at two to collect all the chants from Ijebu people and stuff like that. And the pastors there, general overseers, were telling my members that, no, 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 don't touch those things, they are dangerous. And my members said, what is dangerous? This one is dangerous. This man, if he's dangerous, he cannot bring it and say he doesn't want it anymore. If that thing is dangerous, he won't go on. The man who held it and dropped it, why didn't the danger catch him? They were saying, what, what my members did, I was pleased with. They just, you know, they just took those things and with their hands, put them together and examined them, dropped them in whatever they will be. And they are the ones who set fire on those things. We have it on the video. The Bible can never be wrong. Listen to me. Any power that happened through me, any power you read that happened through Paul in the Bible, Peter, the same power is in you, not less one minute. The difference between the church of God today and the church of God in the book of Acts is that those people in the book of Acts did not have people to brainwash them. They had direct from Jesus they went. Your own generation, there are many imposters all over the world who had lied to God's people and brainwashed Christians that those things are not as Bible says. So you think it's so simple like that? Because they came from serving the devil who is a slave master. They don't understand grace. God does not enslave man. He sets man free. He gave it to you and it's yours. He didn't give it to you because you are powerful or because you are perfect. Only because Jesus died and you accepted it. That's all. These times you follow them that believe. They cast out devils. Look at the book of Luke. Chapter 10. We are talking about the second and third pillar. Heal and cast out devils. If you look at that Luke chapter 10. Read from verse 17. It says the 72 returned with joy. And said, Lord, even demons submit to us in your name. And verse 1 has said to us how, how Jesus sent the 72. No, let me read from verse, verse Read chapter 6, no, chapter 9, verse 1 again. I want to show you this. When Jesus had called the 12 together, he gave them power authority and, and to drive out all demons and to cure diseases. The next verse. And he sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to what? Heal the sick. They are pari pursue. You cannot separate them. You preach the kingdom, you heal the sick. The mouth you use to preach the kingdom, the same mouth has the power to heal the sick. Only if you can exercise it by commanding. You know, somebody could have been saved beside you, alright, but if you keep your mouth shut, the person will go and waste. It will not be saved. But if you open your mouth to tell him about Jesus, and Jesus will save him. So also, when you seek a sick person, and you think that some sickness demands some anointing, which you don't have, you deny God of the truth. Because God didn't tell you that. You told yourself that. And imposters in the church of God lied to you that. Okay? But God said to you that, preach the, 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 the kingdom, and you tell the sick. I would gather now. And so, he now said, the next verse, please. Three. He told them, take nothing in your journey, no bag and no tunic and stuff. Go on, go on, the next verse. Whatever house you enter, stay until you leave that town. Next verse. 
If the people do not welcome you, shake the doors of your faith when you leave the town as a testimony against them. The next verse. It says, so they set out and went where? Not stadium to stadium. You see where the church of God is in error? If we do stadium crusade, we should go to villages too. If we go to a town to pray, we should go from house to house too. It said, village to village, preaching the gospel and healing. People were everywhere. Our crusades, if we are going to have meeting in the center, what we always do is that days before we go from door to door and preach the gospel. We are telling them to come out, but when we go preach the gospel, we preach the gospel and heal their sick. So that we don't tell the sick, bring your sick. No, if your sick is here now, I will lay hands on him and we, each one of you. So that when you bring people to the stadium, there are people who were sick, you went to, and they were healed when you spoke to them, and you brought them in. And others who saw them healed, now we follow them. There is no such a thing as there is one man of God preaching in the stadium today. Just bring all your problems. No. I am standing before you to tell you that what you are going to see in that stadium, you will see right now. This is who Jesus Christ of Nazareth is. I haven't told them about Jesus. Tell them now. Would you like to accept him as your Lord and Savior? Yes, lead them to Christ. Do you have a sick person here? In the name of Jesus. And the sick is healed. Now, follow me. That's what you will see over there. You show them what they are coming to see. That is what Jesus teach us. I don't know how this eight church became what they became. It pains my heart. We are not fools, but we have been made fools. So people just emerge from among us and claim that that power is concentrated only on them. And unfortunately, the whole Christian world began to celebrate them, who are nothing. Who are nothing. Now before our eyes, we are seeing their nothingness. That's the reason why the church did not have any effect in any nation on earth today. The gospel said, they went from village to village. You go and tell them. Go and tell them. Hmm. Go now to 17. They preach everywhere. Village to village. 17, please. And at uh, 10.1. Let me read 10.1. Ten once, we're talking about the four pillars of Christianity. It says, after this, the Lord appeared, appointed 72 others and sent them two by two ahead of him to every town and place where he's about to go. Look at the next verse. He told them, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send the workers into this harvest field. The next verse, go, I'm sending you out like lambs among the wolves. Do not take a pause and bags, sandals, and do not greet anyone along the road. Same thing he was telling them the other time, but I'll explain that to you later. When you enter what? A house. Why do we not go to houses? When you enter a house, he says. He didn't say if you. If Jesus said if you enter a house... Then the word if gives you option to either do that or not. But when it gives you, when it says when you, it means you are bound to. You don't have any option. 
is what you must just go and do. When you enter a house, it says what? Say peace to this house. Yes. You know, when you go to anybody's house among you, once you enter the house, just say, May the peace of God be to this house. If I come to your house, when I step my first leg into any house, what you hear from me is that the peace of God be with you. Anytime I go anywhere, any house. Because Jesus said, you should say, Peace be unto this house. And he says, When you are going, leave your peace with them. I will gather now. Then he said in the next verse, If a man of peace is there, what does he do? He will rest on him. I love it. <laughs> but he says, If not, it will return to you. I love it. Peace does not go astray. He'll either go to somebody who needs it or come back to the one who gave it. Hallelujah, somebody. But I who want to give peace, I must be a man of peace. I can't be somebody fighting in my house with my wife and the whole place is in fire, in flame, you know, and I go out to and give what, I can't give what I don't have. Yeah, fighting my husband, fighting my neighbors, everybody is an enemy and you don't have a friend. Because everybody is enemy, all your family members are enemy, all your, your neighbors are enemies, everybody is enemy. You, you can't give you peace. Because you must be a man of peace. Also, when somebody comes to your house and he gives the peace of God, if you are not a man of peace, that peace cannot rest on you. Jesus says, say to that house, peace be unto you. And if a man of peace is there, not a man of fights, a man who expresses everything violently and in quarrel and in fight, you will just die and go to hell. You know, people who quarrel, 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 quarrel. You know what I think in my head? I won't tell you. <laughs> Let me tell you. You know, some people, they just like to quarrel. If I was God, I would give them trouble. Because that's what they want. So I give them so much trouble so that they can also be going from one trouble to the other. It's trouble they want to choose on earth. I give it to them. But thank God it's not, our possibility is not God. If Alfred Williams was God, ah, yeah, 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 yeah. I will go and get real trouble. You see, the one that they are doing, they are fighting, because it's not big trouble. That's why they are fighting. If they see real trouble, they will be, at, they will be sitting down there and saying, even if somebody slapped them, they will not remember to reply. Because the trouble there has overwhelmed them. Uh, but thank God for God. He's not Alfred Williams. Now listen to me, therefore. Understand the principle of God. If someone gives you the peace of God, and you are not a man of peace, it will never rest on you. Neither can you say you are a child of God and give your peace in somebody's house which you do not have following you. Am I together? You know something with those people of peace? I live in peace in my home, not because my wife wants to live in peace with me. To live in peace is not based on condition that others will live in peace with you. That's what I'm telling you. My wife is a woman of peace because if not, on Sunday you celebrated our 34th year anniversary, isn't it? You can't be with a woman for 34 years. If it doesn't give you peace, you will have packed your bag and baggage and you have, you have vamoosed long ago. Oh yes, you will have gone long ago. It's the 44th year we have been together. You know, in relationship. 
So what I'm saying by saying that is that I, my, my, my life of peace has nothing to do with my wife being at peace with me. Are you with me now? Somebody will say that, um, you know, I can't be at peace with him because he's not at peace with me. No. That's why you must be at peace with him. If you marry a husband that doesn't love peace, if you are a man of peace, your peace will convert that person. Are you getting what I'm saying you now? This is what I want to get. If you marry a wife who is a fighter, if you are a lover of peace, it's a matter of time, your peace will over, overcome. So the peace that God gave you, which you should give, is not dependent on the peace that you receive from a man. It is the peace that comes from within your spirit. That's what I'm trying to get you to understand. I would together now. That's the reason why you can never tell me you are born again if you are always fighting. You are not born again. You can't be born again and be a fighter. You, you never have born again fighter in the Bible. It can never be. It's either you are born again, you are a man of peace, or you are not born again, you are a man of peace. If you find yourself fighting, 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 this one beg you, didn't listen, that one beg you, didn't listen, because you are heading to hell. Don't make a mistake to die. I tell you the truth. Don't make a mistake to die. How can someone say, I'm a child of God, you come to the place of church, and then you are quarreling all the time in your life? When will you give yourself rest? And, and you will just die like that and, and waste your life. All the life for now, you didn't enjoy Even they will kick you out and say they don't know you. I'm telling you sincerely. then. I will together now. You can't tell me you are born again when you are always quarreling and quarreling and quarreling in your house. I can't understand that kind of born again. Do you understand that kind of born again too? No, you don't. Somebody that we can't enter your house anytime as a member of CFT because it's always in flame. And they'll be begging you, ah, brother, such and such, please, brother Jacob. Your name is Jacob. <laughs> Sister Susanna, and you are fighting. That will not be your portion. The Bible says the joy of the Lord is what? My strength. So if you find a Christian who does not have joy of the Lord, you have no strength. No strength. Are you not the one who sings this song? The joy that I have, the world ain't give it to me. This joy that I have, the world ain't give it to me. This joy that I have, the world ain't give it to me. If the world ain't give it, the world can't take it away. So now listen to me. Same thing with peace that you have. So if the peace you have, the world didn't give it to you, why should the world take it from you? Look, disagreement in marriage doesn't mean to fight. Am I talking to somebody here? I disagree with my wife every time. And I agree with her every time. Don't you understand? That's what makes the marriage very sweet. Because I didn't marry an Emily. But the fact is that, you knew I would say that. But the fact is that we disagree to agree. Because disagreement gives me an option of thinking. That maybe I need to rethink what we are saying. And it does. And sometimes what we disagree on, I'm wrong. Then I will have retorts because there was somebody who will oppose me. And then make me rethink. Then I come, oh yes, sorry. 
you know, that discussion, I discovered that what you are saying is right. And we do it. Telling my wife that you are right doesn't mean I'm stupid. It means I'm wise. He's a foolish man who will never tell his wife he's right. She's right. Huh? Am I saying something? It seems as if God is arrowing somewhere today. Now, <laughs> I'm teaching you the populars of Christianity before, before I finish it. Let me say this to you. If you will not admit that your wife is right sometime, do you eat what she cooks? Why didn't you argue about that? Okay, so you don't argue about that. So if you don't argue about that, therefore, some other times, too, not only food, woman is not meant for cooking all the time. <laughs> they, are, they are also meant for talking. They are also meant to collaborate, to build the house. They also have a vision of what they want the house to be, isn't it? Both men and women. And the same thing applies to us, therefore. So if I have a different idea, my wife has a different idea, it doesn't matter. If that idea we cannot agree, we leave it so. And then we go to other things we can agree. And when we rethink on what we can agree, we come back together. That, you know, what we were saying the other time. Come on, let's talk about it again. And because we didn't resolve yesterday, it doesn't mean that we should be in war. Under my own roof, I cannot be paying rent in my roof and be at war in my room. It will never happen to my dead body. Even my dead body will be happy. <laughs> Hallelujah. He will be happy. I want to die and people are crying not because they, 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 they are happy that at least God packed him up. But they are crying because uh, I wish he's still here for us. I will gather now. I'm talking about peace, the essence of peace for a believer. Essence of peace for a believer. Essence of peace for a believer. You will not be justified that you are not of peace of God because your spouse is not in peace. You will not be justified to do that. Because you are supposed to go to houses and give them peace of God there. Is somebody listening to me? Satan will not cheat me. And I will not cheat myself. I have only one life to live at one time. And that's it. Eh? I have been on dead bed with some people and they said, that, Apostle, please, I, can't, I want to apologize to this person. I, I cannot find him. But they're dying. I'm not telling you a story. I'm telling you what I have. You know, I'm a minister. Minister to people on their deathbed. And they ask me that, Apostle, am I going to leave? If God told me that he's not going to leave, I tell them that, look, guy, I meet you in paradise. I meet you in paradise. You have to make sure you make peace with God now so that we can meet again. It's in that their deathbed, they begin to confess and they begin to ask for mercy. You don't have to wait till then. God had mercy on them, of course, but they lived a life that is not fulfilled, not enjoyed. I enjoy every day of my living. That's why I don't want to relieve yesterday. I finished yesterday. I don't want to relieve it again. I have better life waiting for me. What about you? Tell somebody, say, to be at peace with all men. And be holy. Without holiness. No man shall see God. So you cannot be holy if you are not at peace. You know, isn't this peace something is very important by God? I love all of you to be happy. I am happy. Satan have no laughter about Apostle William. He can't laugh at me. Because you see, I'm at peace. He lets the guilty go unpunished. And does not dwell on the guilt of others. If you do anything and you insist on doing so, which I do not approve of, I will block that part of me away from my life 
so that you can continue what you are doing. But I will leave you to other things. So that I'm always at peace. What you choose should not affect my peace. It's your choice. Are you with me? And if you choose what is not right, I will block that off me. But I will say, deal with you in other areas. If you talk about that, I will say, no, no, don't go to that area. Because you have made a choice to believe something contrary. And I will never deal with that issue until I leave this earth if you don't sort yourself out. Because I must be happy. My happiness should instrument happiness of others. But I will not allow the sorrow of somebody to hinder my happiness. The Bible says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Any house you enter, say, Peace be unto you. If a man of peace is there, your peace will rest on them. If a man of peace is not there, your peace will follow you. So, every one of us have a bag of peace that we carry about where we are going. Take it. Oh, <laughs> I'll take it back. <laughs> Hallelujah, somebody. Look at verse 17, therefore. After he sent these people to villages and the towns, they should go. I love it. He says, the 72 returned with joy and said, what? Lord, even demons submit to us. Can you see that? Demons submit to you. Why? Because you are a child of God. Demons submit to you because you are a child of God. <laughs> Hallelujah, somebody. It doesn't mean that uh, a child of God doesn't have pain. A child of God doesn't fall sick. My body has nothing to do with my spirit. I would gather now. It has nothing to do with my spirit. My spirit is full of the spiritual. My body is trying to adjust to the spiritual. So my body may be sick, but my spirit cannot be sick. Which means in my sickness, I still celebrate and rejoice. I would gather now. So the Bible says, I love it. They came back and said, even demons restore, you know. Demons submit to us. In what? Say it aloud. Say it aloud. Not by anointing, but in the name of Jesus. Demons don't submit to anointing because the beginning of Lucifer introducing the Bible, he said, Why have you fallen, O you anointed cherub? At the beginning of Lucifer. He is anointed. Satan is anointed by God. He says, in that uh, uh, Isaiah, Isaiah 14, You said in your heart, I will raise myself up above the stars. And if you look at Ezekiel 20, he says that, you were anointed as a guardian cherub, for so the Lord prepared you. So it's not by anointing you cast demon out. You cast demon out in the name of Jesus. Do we see the difference now? They came back and said, even demons submit to us in your name. Get that clear in your heart. So if you are going to fast on the mountain looking for a particular anointing to go and face demons, you have been brainwashed. That's why you get nothing than fear. It is the anointing of fear that we came back from with you from that mountain. That when you receive a real devil, you say, hey, father, 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 father. the father you are calling is, is in, out of fear. You know when somebody who is a quiet person just say, Jesus, you know, it's this fear that makes him say that. Hallelujah, somebody. <laughs> oh my, oh my. So therefore, Jesus said in verse 18, He replied, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. I have given you authority to trample on snakes and on scorpions and to overcome all 
the powers of the devil. I love it. Say, I can overcome all the powers of the devil. The ability lives in me. His name is Jesus. I can overcome temptations. I can overcome bad habits. I can overcome evil thoughts. I can overcome demonic sicknesses. Listen to me. God has given you authority and power to overcome all the powers of the enemy. And he says, and nothing will harm you. And King James says, nothing by any means. Nothing will harm you. So I wonder when Christian says that, uh, because the first thing they say, the devil made me sick. Which devil made you sick? Your body sometimes must be sick, you know. If you abuse it, then it has to be sick. You know, sicknesses, most sicknesses human beings have come from their mind. I don't know whether doctors have found that, but if they haven't, maybe before the end of the year they will discover it. That the greatest therapy for a sickness-free life is laughter. The Bible says so. Eh? Laughter makes the heart merry. Uh-huh. Somebody very happy, he can easily fall sick. Everybody who have hypertension, cure to hypertension. Worry not. Hallelujah. Cure to hypertension. Worry not. Jesus did not worry what I think, what I will eat, what I will drink, or which clothes will I wear. He said the people in the world worry about it. But for you, he said, worry not. Hypertension, if you take away your heart from worry, you should stop thinking about problems you cannot solve. You know you can't solve a problem and you are thinking about it. Why? Can you imagine that now? A problem I can't solve. I'm thinking about it. So the time I'm thinking, what am I doing? I'm wasting my, my God-given life. If I slept at that time, my body would be replenished. And I believe very much that when you are thinking about problems you can't solve, you poison, your brain will poison your body. I believe it. Not because God said that. I just believe that. If you go check well in, in science, you will find out it's so. You know? But if you use your brain to meditate upon the word of God, good things, good things, good things, will make you happy. And what will come from your brain will bring healing to your body. I would gather that. He says here, I give you power over all the powers of the enemy. I will send that. The fourth pillar is 20, 20, 28 chapter of Matthew. Go make disciples. Go make disciples. Go make disciples. So, first pillar, preach the kingdom. Second pillar, heal the sick. Thought, cast out devils. And four, change people. To what Jesus Christ is. Any church where this is not done should be emptied in the name of Jesus. I didn't hear you. I say any church under heaven that these things are not done, may the Lord empty them in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. They have no reason to exist. In talking about discipling people, your best discipling method is Acts 1.8. In the former book of Philos, I've taught you about what Jesus began to do and to teach. Your life of doing is your first testament of discipling people. If you look at the book of Hebrews 13, 7, remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. We must live a life of example. A life that could be 
emulated. Some Christians, your family members cannot emulate you. All right? We must make sure as Christians, our faith life will be an inspiration to somebody. Our obedient life to God will be an inspiration to somebody. Somebody should be able to say that, ah, if it was me before, I would have done this terrible thing. But because of my sister with Sister Lucy, you know the way she does things, it changed me. What about you? Our life first before we teach. Those of you who tell people to do good and you do bad, the Bible says you'll be judged with stricter measure. Yeah? I was strangely surprised when I heard about a minister in London, Southeast London, on the BBC, African minister, who will lock women in his house, uh, in his office, and rub them with oil on their body, nakedly. In London, please. This is not in the village somewhere. In London. And then the secretary assistant is a woman who ate on a bed and also arranged women to go to, to that kind of humiliating experience. And when he does a thing like that, what happens? He sleeps with them. It's not strange. There are many doing that today. There are many doing that. Those of you who are Africans, you have problems. <laughs> are you with me now? Do you know something? In London here many years ago, I was among the pioneer ministers in this country. We were few. We knew ourselves. We were ministers, black ministers. We knew ourselves. I was in the southeast. Pastor Matthew was in the north. You know, you have the Christ Apostolic Church in uh, Seven Sisters. Pastor Paul Ginodu was, um, you know, out of London somewhere. And we know ourselves. Okay? But today, every Dick and Harry and Harry and Dick are now pastors because it's unregulated. And I made up my mind, we will flush them out of London. Oh yeah, yeah, they have spoiled Africa, they won't come here and spoil our own work here. We will flush them out. If you go to Nigeria, that is the greatest headache of the Nigerian society. Nigeria does not have problem but the church. Okay? Because you have several people who are just waking up, if, you know, which doctors just wake up the following day and call themselves a pastor. Thousands and millions will follow them. There is no regulation to regulate who is a man of God. And people are so gullible and daft and foolish that they don't even care about their behavior of the people who lead them as men of God. They are sleeping with their secretaries, sleeping with, uh, uh, you know, choir, choir leaders and sacking their wives and marrying somebody else before the whole church and they are still hailing them. People are still going to a place like that. Can you imagine? Sometimes it makes him very sick. But you know, when I saw that man in television, I said, all of you black folks in London, you are in trouble. This is the reason why all of you, I tell you, those of you who listen to me, who are, who are here, if you are a black person, you know, because we have vocations living with me as well in church, but if you are a black person, let me say, you have an obligation. You must read until there is no more room in your brain. Because we have to change that image. And the first thing that we must make sure we achieve in this country is that we are highly educated to the extreme of education. So that we, we, we can stand in the midst of the government to influence good things happening in this country. And here we are ministers of God. So they don't think that it's only people who are sellouts and failures who are preaching the gospel. 
And then we can bring out a regulation with the Charity Commission who will, who will silence all these people who are uneducated buffoons who are spoiling the, the, the work of God in this country. Send them to where they belong to. I will join the government to make sure that is done. I paid with my blood, my life, for the church of God to be established and for the integrity of black race to be upheld in this country. So that it's not that everything that is silly is black people. We have to change it. The way to this education. I won't tell you what I decided on this trip, but I'm going to do it. In, in education or not, uh, <laughs> it will make you happy when I do it. You know, you will be very happy. I want the church to be proud of me. Every minister should be, because they messed up everything in this country. These invaders, they just came from nowhere, uneducated, stark illiterate, and unfortunately people are following them in London. I can't understand. London is an intellectual city. Fools are not supposed to be, to, be, to be leading intelligent people. Unfortunately, many intelligent people are following fools. Are you with me? People can't preach the word of God. They just say, G-G-G-G-Bosa, and they are following them. <laughs> Turn to the right and say, Jim. They will say, Jim. Turn to the left and say, Jam. They say, Jam. <laughs> you see doctors and lawyers going under them. You know? I can't understand. You read so that your, your head can think right now. Not so with those guys. Demon, 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 demon. Let me say this to you. Tomorrow I'm going to teach you about the government of Satan. And I will pieces it. Tomorrow. I want to talk to you about the authority you have over the government of Satan. You know, when, when we talk about government, if you, if you don't have the academic knowledge of what a government is, you can't teach about government. You can't understand what the Bible is saying about government. The Bible says in the book of Isaiah 9, the government shall be upon who? Not upon the shoulder of the devil. <laughs> I love it. Upon his shoulder. Jesus' shoulder. We'll look at that tomorrow. But today, let your character change others. Four pillars of Christianity. One. Say it together. Two, three, and four. Make this happen. And all this is given to you all, not just to me, not just to some ministers, but to all of us. I would get that. As we all Christians in this country have joint responsibility to change the laws of Parliament. Because I spoke about Nigeria now, because I just came from Nigeria. If I went to America, I speak about America. If I went to Uganda, I speak about Uganda. But I'm just coming from Nigeria, I speak about Nigeria. But in England, what Christians can do to change the face of history in this country is for us to be engaged in politics and become counselors in our local words. Because the majority of those in the world carry the votes. They take decisions. I want every seat of counselorship in Great Britain to be taken over by Christians, filled with the Holy Spirit. And those of you who are, you know, more educated, go for, for MPship. Let us storm the parliament. We cannot be voting for people when we are supposed to be voted for. That should stop in the church of God. We must go there and compete. Join the party that is winning in your borough. Don't join any party that is losing in your borough. If your borough is uh, anything, join them. Are you with me now? 
Don't go and be loyal to any party. I have no loyalty to any party. And I will never till I die. Because every party promised they can fulfill. It is only God who can fulfill. I don't blame them for not fulfilling. Because the Bible tells me that no man can fulfill what he promised. Okay? But the fact is that Christians should stop sitting on the bench and pews and, and, be, and be going to protest in the front of, of, of Downing Street. No. Take over the Downing Street. Take over the parliament. Those who are there, many of them are not as educated as many of you. You read, 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 read. Do something with all what you have been reading. If you go there, then God can steer the heart of men. They will vote for you. That is the only remedy for UK to see the light of day. For Nigeria, I've given you the three pillars that will help them. Stand up and let's pray together. You know, we're going to pray upon these scriptures. That the Lord will establish you and I upon these four pillars. He says he gave them power and authority to what? Preach the kingdom, to heal the sick, and to cast out devils. The preaching of the kingdom without healing and without deliverance is, is questionable. So we're going to tell the Lord, Father, enable me as we, in this very month with power and strength and faith. To go out of this place and operate all these four pillars. Shall we just begin to pray in the name of Jesus? Father, we pray thee that you will enable us. It says you give them power and authority. Tell the Lord, give me the power and the authority to preach the kingdom, to heal the sick, to cast out devils. Lord, let the grace come upon me. Let the grace come upon me, Lord. Let the grace come upon me, Lord. To heal the sick, to cast out devils, to preach the kingdom. Tell the Lord, anoint me with your power. Anoint me with your power. Anoint me with your Holy Spirit. Yeah, Father God. Let this month of me bring manifestation through me. My God. In Jesus' anointed name we are praying. Ephesians 10.5 There is an evil I have seen under the sun. An error that proceeds, that arises from the ruler. Fools are put in many high positions while the rich occupy the low. I have seen slaves on horseback while princes go on foot like slaves. You are going to tell God, Father, I command in the name of Jesus. It says, this is not applicable to all people. It says that fools are riding on the horseback. In another, in another word, the princes who have their horse and their slaves are supposed to be driving them. They have been displaced by their slaves and slaves now ride on their horse while they are the one helping the slave. That is somebody shifting from his position, divine position. That's what it means. We're going to pray. Father, enable me to take my place as you have ordained for me. Rulership of nation, leader of people, you know, 
a voice to be, to be reckoned with in my society. You will tell the Lord, anoint me with power. Make me a voice. Make me a voice. Empower me to sit in my office. If I have been displaced, I rebuke the, the one who displaced me. I take my position in God. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, shall I begin to pray in the name of the Lord? We pull down the, 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 slave, the slaves on the horseback and we command princes back to take their position. Lord, I pray thee, tell the Lord, take me from where I am to where I'm supposed to be. Take me, Lord, anoint us with power, O God, to take our position. Let there be a shift in our lives. So that we can take our proper position and sit. Lord, I pray thee, tell the Lord, any hindrances that the devil has placed before you, begin to command them to be removed in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Let my hindrances be taken out in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. <coughs> Empower me to take my place. Begin from your career, your business, your office, your school. That you will take your position, your rightful position. That the enemy will not be able to replace you. <coughs> take my rightful position, O oh God, that the devil cannot shift me, O oh Lord. Tell the Lord, change the way I think, change the way I see things and I behave. to engrace you in your office you will be respected and honored we pray thee in Jesus holy name we are prayed we have two more prayers I want to lead you I want to pray I want to pray this you know when the more we are hearing about okay let me first say this black race black race one thing the devil had done now to destroy black race is false prophets that is the major thing he had done. Forget about people who are, you know, rulers and all sorts. Put them aside. He's false prophet. And if you look at it, over the past 10, 15 years, it seems as if every useless man who have frustrated society, they just came up in the name of the Lord. Somebody was telling me yesterday, they filmed the boy. He was preaching on the streets of Lagos. And he said, fat, he said, he said, uh, uh, he was, you know, preaching publicly. Something. He was saying that, uh, I want a car. That Jesus, I want a car. All these my shoes that are, that are eating up. That is the preaching he was preaching on the square. That Jesus, he wants a car in the, in the square. Yeah. If you look at us, where we are, 
Somebody showed a video of a man who was a minister who stamped on, on, on his feet, the, 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 on, he put his feet on a woman who is pregnant on the floor. Another one told his, his parishioners to be eating grass and they went physically to go and eat grass before they come and eat communion. You have a manner of things, all manners of things happening all over, all over African, black race, Caribbeans. You know? But you know something? It can't happen in England just like that at a massive. It can't happen in, in the Western world to, uh, you know, people who are, who are raised in this part of the world. Because of structure. A baby in the primary school is raised to have common sense in the Western world. Alright? You can't easily brainwash us in the Western world. Neither can you just become a, a person who brainwashes other people. It's not very easy. You must be very, very smart. But the, the problem with the African continent and the Caribbeans, which is the black race, is that no structure. No structure. And Satan just invaded the place that all these false prophets are rising up. But with his, it's with the intention to destroy our good purpose. And we will pray against them. I'll be praying against that on television. And this is the prayer. Because at the same time, you have black race, a lot of great people among black race. If you go to the satellite industry, the guy who's in charge of the calculations of the, uh, of the, uh, of the satellites is a black person. You have many of them all over the place, including yourselves too. But these evil people and imposters have been raised by Satan to destroy what you and I stand for. To the place you are by now, if a black person is seen anywhere in the Western world, the first thing they have in their mind against you is very, very terrible. Until you prove not so. But it wasn't so before. Formerly in England, you know, if you come from Africa, they celebrate you. Yeah. You know, we, we, our generation was celebrated. Even in our own time, you know, when please stop us, they say all of you are lawyers. You know, that kind of thing. But today... Satan has raised false ministers to destroy that race of people. It says in the book of Isaiah 44, verse 25, He who foils the signs of the false prophet and make fools of diviners, who overthrows the line of the wise and turn it into nonsense. Okay? We are going to pray. Father, look at the black race. Every false prophet raised in every nation, in Africa, in the whole of Caribbean, this month of May, this is the first day of May, Father, we are applying for determination of their judgment. That their judgment will begin from this month. That it will be obvious to people when they see those hand of God judging them that it is God judging these people. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. God will turn their counsel to foolishness and God will expose them from wherever they are. They will have no hiding place. From nation to nation. Nigeria, Ghana, Kenya, South Africa, wherever they may be, the whole of Caribbean the spirit of false prophets. Father, expose them from this month of July. Expose them. Make a ridicule of them from this month of July. Expose the imposters in the church of God from this month of July. Terrible judgment from heaven will invoke upon them. 
Let us pray that God will save the souls of people who have been locked up under them. People who have been deceived by them. That God will open the veil and open their eyes. Liberty for the continental God of Africa. The Bible says you carry out the word of your servants and fulfill their predictions. We predict judgment over the false prophets. In the church of God globally, let us pray. God should expose and pull down the altar of false prophets. God should ridicule them publicly. God should remove mercy from them. Publicly expose them and ridicule them. In the body of Christ globally, let the altar of false prophets be destroyed. Deliver your ignorant people, O God. We are fed up of all this news. People who are spoiling the name of the Lord. Pass their judgment, O God. Pass their judgment, O God. Pass their judgment, O God. Father, deliver your people. Let a terrible judgment begin in the church of God globally. Free your church, O God. From this month of May, from this month of May, we prophesy that the hand of the sword of God upon false prophets in the church of God on earth, destroying their altar completely, exposing their practices publicly, making it a, a, a mockery of them. Reducing them to ashes and freeing the souls of people who have been deceived by them. Thank you, Father God. In Jesus' holy name, we are praying. The last prayer is the prayer point, one of the, the scriptures of the month. It's 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18, but we pray from 16 to 18. It says, But whenever anyone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom or liberty. And we who are with unveiled faces all reflect the Lord's glory, are being transformed into His likeness with ever-increasing glory which comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. You want to pray that God remove every veil from my eyes. You know, one of the things I, I felt in my spirit that should challenge us in CFT is this. Whenever God gives me prophecy and you see it happen, what should come to your eyes in your mind is that, Lord, use me like that. Let me see also like that. That's what should be with you. Because, you know, Apostle Williams will not live on earth forever. If Jesus tarries, when I finish my own work, I tell you I will celebrate my send-off and I'm gone. But you must pray. A child of God who cannot see is a big sickness. I know we all see in our mind, all right? But take, tell, take me away from that mind. Take me, take me from the realm of mind to the realm of sight. So that I can hear in my mind, I can hear in my ear, I can see with my eyes, and I can know the plans of God. Things that are, the mystery belongs to God, Deuteronomy 29, 29, things will belong to me. It is my right to see you, God. Take away veils from me. Lift up your voice, I'm going to pray. Let every veil be removed from me. 
Let my face radiate your glory. Let my face glitter your glory. Men with unveiled faces all reflect the glory of the Lord. Let me reflect your glory, Lord God. Let me reflect your glory, Lord God. Tell the Lord. Open my eyes to see. Tell the Lord I'm a son of prophets. Give me sight of prophets. Give me hearing of prophets. Let me hear your voice audibly. I thank you that I can hear you in my mind. But in this month, I want to go beyond that and hear you in my, in my, with my ears and see with my, with my spiritual eyes. Tell the Lord, change my dream. Reveal my life to me. Reveal myself to me. Reveal your plans for me. Oh, Lord, my God. my God. Tell the Lord, reveal my entire life to me. What are your plans for my future? This is the month of May. It's the month of transformation. Let me see, Lord, that I may follow your path that you have set for me. Let me see, Lord, where should I be? Where should I go? What should I do? Tell the Lord by the Spirit of, of God, the Holy Spirit of God, let me see. Let me see, Lord. Thank you, Father God. In Jesus' anointed name we are praying. Father, I pray for every member of CFT. This is the first of May. Ha! The month of transformation. I say, your sight is transformed. I say, your hearing is transformed. Jesus says, flesh gives birth to flesh, and spirit gives birth to spirit. Father, we thank you that we hear you in our mind. But beyond that, give us the sight of Jesus. Give us the hearing of Jesus. Give us the knowledge of Jesus. Give us the understanding of Jesus. Let it begin to manifest in every life in this hour. The Bible says when God was going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah, he said... When he passed where Abraham was. He said, shall we hide from Abraham what we're about to do, oh my king? Through the blood of Jesus, we have been brought into the same intimacy between Abraham and God. So therefore, Father, we turn to you this month. Let every veil be removed from our side. What will happen in England, reveal it to us. What will happen thereafter in Europe, reveal it to us. What will happen in Africa, reveal it to us. What will happen in America, reveal it to us. Father, what will happen in Asia, enable us to see it. Father, what a great privilege. When you come to your children and reveal to them what is about to happen before they happen. Lord, it gives us some joy. Every member of CFT globally. In this month of May, the Lord will visit you. The Lord Jesus who appeared unto me, who had taken me to heaven over the period of years and several times, of whom I testify to his goodness and mercy and glory, he will branch in your house. 
In this month, you will encounter him. He will reveal to you the agenda of his plan for your life. So that you may understand the path to go in life. He will reveal to you the plans he has for your nations. So that you can know the role you will play in those paths. The Lord will give you revelation that will revive your soul. Something that will encourage you in your works of life. Something that will encourage you in your businesses. The Lord will grant you the encounters of Cornelius. At the end of the day, the name of the Lord be glorified. So shall it be and so it is. Anybody who has sickness last month, this month, you have been totally healed. Anybody who had a bad news last month, this month, your bad news is turned to good news. Anybody who was disappointed up to last month, the month of April, I declare that in this month of May, your disappointment has turned to appointments. Every day of the month of May shall bring you testimonies. Every day of the month of May shall bring you fulfillment. Resources will come for you to fulfill all your dreams. The Lord will open doors for you where doors have been shut. It will make way for you where it seems there is no way. The rising of the sun tomorrow will give you surprise. When we will meet here tomorrow for prayer, you will testify. Your mouth shall be filled with laughter and your tongue with songs of praise. Your dreams will change from tonight. I say your dreams will change from tonight. I say your dreams will change from tonight. The Lord will send his angels to your dream. Who will open the book of your life unto you. You will succeed in everything you lay your hands on. You will not fail in anything this month. This month will be month of compensation for you. And by the end of the day, the name of God be glorified. Sadness and sorrow will be far from your house. Ah. The angels of God that bring joy, the good, the good news of joy, the Lord will send them to you. In this month of May, they will bring you good news of joy. So shall it be. In Jesus' anointed name we pray. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. Jam your hands together for the Lord. Please take your seats. That is just welcome introduction to Apostle Williams. I've come back home. You are welcome. Hallelujah.